Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello, welcome back to Smash Pod. This is part two. If you want to hear part one, why not go back and listen to that? In the meantime, here's part two. I hope you enjoy. I really do. Where's Peckish? Where's Peckish? Pyramids! Ah! What a helpful chap. So, MI, yeah. MI6, you, go, yeah, back to, you no. go back to MI6, and they've, yeah, they've built like yes. a home from home in some ruins, and... Um, that's, that's, that's the wonderful thing about the Bond films, isn't it? That the, the Q's always there when you need him. You know, there's a Q branch. It's yeah. a little bit like Woolworths. They're, mm. you know, they're bloody everywhere. And mm. Q's in the desert with his massive Samosa fingers mm. taking up the camera shop with those ham-fisted ham hocks that he had. But Desmond's a wonderful chap. Mm. Any anecdotes um, about Desmond? Well, Desmond, um, of course, uh, didn't have a bloody clue about technology in real life mm. and um, used to tell everyone constantly, um, mm. constantly that, you know, he didn't even know how to do up his shoes. He was such an old duffer. Um, so um, he had no idea what he was talking about half the time. Mm. But we have some wonderful moments with the Q branch toys. We have the mm. hooker pipe and uh, things like that. Yes, well, it's here you find out that the British government and the Russian government are working together. And, Absolutely, yes. And uh, the, uh, Gogol calls it the, a new era of Anglo-Soviet cooperation. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, and, in, and so <clears throat> we, they've got the microfilm that they've been trying to get off Max Calver. Yes, that's right. Uh, but some of the information has been taken out, so they think maybe Q can find some bits on it. So they go to the Q lab, and we see his gadgets. So we've got a magnetic floating tea tray. Brilliant. Wonderful fun. A machine gun hooker pipe. Yes. And a literal Arab Spring. I know it's rather funny, isn't it? Mm. And and we really resisted the urge to um, uh, do the snake charming sequence, which we used a bit later on in another film. The octopus. Um, yeah. Yes, that's right. But unfortunately, we used the Bond music there, which was a little bit silly, I believe. Yeah. Um, yes. We, I, I believe um, at the time when I was doing a, um, a View to a Kill, um, um, I was caught humming "Smells Like Teen Spirit." Um, wow! During one of my scenes, and they said you you have to stop that, uh, you know, Roger, because that's just not Bond. Mm. Bond wouldn't like wouldn't like grunge. No, which is a shame. That is a shame. But there you are. Mm. Um, but so Q's blown up the microfilm onto a big screen. Yes. And they're looking at, it, and the only thing they can really make out is half a picture of a fish and the word oratory. Ah. 
So go glass, what it means, and you smugly announce it's another yes, word right. for a chapel. Absolutely, yes. Well, Bond is very clued up. Mm. But Triple X, however, spots that the fish is a symbol for the Strongberg shipping line. Yes. So um, we finally get to sort of pursue, because um, uh, Stromberg up until this point is, is, is extremely menacing when you first meet him, and then he's strangely absent from a lot of the film. Yeah, it's true. Um, but we're saving him up, because um, when we do meet him in his rather beautiful palatial surroundings, hmm. um, it, it's a lot of fun. I think one of the best Bond sets I've ever worked on. Yes. Um, yeah. So large was uh, Strongberg's uh, underwater palace, we actually built the now infamous... Uh, James Bond stage at Pinewood. That's right. To actually accommodate the filming, because um, hmm. and that's still there to this day. That's right. So you're going to have to go to the Strongberg Lab in Corsica. Fantastic! This is, I love all this stuff. But, it's rather good fun. Yeah, uh, but then Triple X points out it's not Corsica; it's Sardinia. It's Sardinia. She, that's she's good. Right. She knows more than you at this point. She does well. I'm, 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 I'm allowing her to think that she knows more than me, mm. but of course I'm. Well, I'm James Bond. Mm, of course. So then you get on the train together. And this is a lovely, an, another romantic sequence. Yeah, and you have a nice together. chat about the the business that you're both in. Absolutely, and then of course it's back to what Bond's best at, mm. and that's the ode. The old uh, Queensby rules fisticuffs. Yeah, you have a fight with Jaws. Another fight with Jaws. Mm. How was that? Well, again, um, uh, very well choreographed. Um, I, I I do all the punch work, uh, mm. but I don't do any of the falling. So, right. um, so any of the proactive fighting I'll do. And then when it comes to actually being hit or tumbling, um, then I, I will give that to the stunt guys. Because mm. um, my face back then was insured for upwards of £40,000. Wow. Yes. What about your rest of your body? Uh, that was free to anyone. Mm. Okay. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> after the ordeal and you kick Jaws out of the window, um, yes, you then it's it's insinuated that you and Triple X sleep together. I believe that that's the point where you know that we both engaged in some form of you know sexual congress. Mm. Yes. Yeah, but then the next day you arrive at. Um, Sardinia. I, now, I would imagine that Triple um, X would have, her preferred position would have been reverse cowgirl. Um, do, you do you think so? Well, I often, I wrote down in my diaries um, which, uh, which position I believe all of the women that James Bond slept with would have favoured. Okay. Um, so Barbara, I just put reverse cowgirl. Mm-hmm. Maud Adams was classic missionary. Mm-hmm. And um, Grace Jones was in the other room. Right. Yeah. Okay. Separate. Sure. Sort of mutual masturbation and call, calling encouragement from the other room. Right. Like yes. like you're in prison cells or something. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Yes, okay. yes. You've got the nail on the head there. Mm. Um, so you arrive in Sardinia to see Q with a brand new Lotus Esprit. I'd imagine this is possibly the most classic car in the James Bond films, wouldn't you agree? Well, yes, but a lot of people favour the Aston Martin, don't they? They do, but um, the Aston Martin um, couldn't couldn't go underwater like a submarine, could it? No, no, it couldn't. And and this is the moment that a lot of Bond fans will always remember. Mm. Is that wonderful moment where I career into the crystal blue waters, mm. and uh, you find out that my car is in fact a submarine. Mm. 
Yes. Well, before... No, mm. no, 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 please do. Yes, I'll say, my, my memory's rather hazy. Okay, well, before that, you go and see a tour of Stromberg's lab. Beautiful set work. And you've got the biggest pair of white flared trousers on I've ever seen in my life. They're wonderful, aren't they? Mm. They're absolutely wonderful. Um, there's enough material in those trousers to actually uh, put drapes up around, um, you know, a, a rather modest attached house. Sure. Sure. But we have to talk about Ken Adams. I mean, his mm. set work and model work was absolutely beautiful. Oh, yeah. He, it, uh, the Stromberg's Palace is stunning. Mm. And I have to say, um, if you, I once had dinner around at Ken's house, and mm. his place was an absolute shithole, um, which actually proves to you that, you know, that people really do not bring their work home with them <laughs> because his, his place was an absolute mess. Um, mm. In fact, the, the, uh, I believe I went back again and I bought um, two litres of Harpic mm-hmm. and I just sort of literally doused the fucking place with the stuff. Pa- pardon me for swearing. But no, so you can his, swear on here, Roger, if you'd like to. Uh, no, well, I'd, I'd, I'd rather not. But, mm. but, you know, the memories of Ken's house, absolutely foul. It, it was like stick of the dumps toilet. But when he was out of the house, of course, he made beautiful you know, places where I would want to live. Mm. Um, Stromberg's palace was actually based on uh, Ken Holmes' sauna. Oh, really? Yes, that's where Ken got the idea from. He He's a good friend of Ken Holm, mm. and uh, I believe they both went to Oxford together. Oh, wow. And um, uh, he went to Ken Holm's sauna and just thought, gosh, this, this place is absolutely bonkers. I love it. Because mm. back then, Ken, Ken Holm used to c- cook all his food in the sauna. Um, which nowadays you just wouldn't stand for health regulations, etc. Mm. So you, you'd um, take off your clothes, pop in the sauna with Ken, and then you know he'd probably you know whip you up a pie on the um, hot stones. A pie. Or, uh, well, yeah. So he didn't always. Uh, Ken would often tell you off camera that he absolutely hated Asian food. Right. Um, couldn't stand the stuff. Mm. Uh, was much more of a meat pie kind of a man. Oh, that's interesting. Um, but obviously his career took off, and he had to keep cooking that ghastly tempura but um you know he made he made he made a lot of money out of it yeah absolutely he did um so you go into you go you go to the lab and yes. um you ask uh naomi played by the lovely caroline monroe yes wonderful actress wonderful woman mm, to show your wife around yeah. while you how you go and see stromberg absolutely how do you feel about that now in terms of um a, a little bit of misogyny there well, I'm afraid it, it, it was 1977, John. Mm. Um, so uh, Bond was pretty much a reflection of the times he was living in. And, mm. of course, it was written by you know a man who made randy, tawdry little uh, TV uh, you know, films, mm. confessions, confessions of a nuclear scientist, you know, mm. com- confessions of a randy bastard or or whatever they yeah, were that, that was good. um yeah. so you know um they're, they're sign of the times and bond unfortunately is uh, is misogynistic i'm afraid mm. um, and he always has been i mean i mean the nature of bond is to love them and leave them mm. and uh unfortunately that's what bond does i mean he's even worse in the books in in the actual books he's a real ruthless killer mm. and um you know we'll, we'll do anything to stay alive um uh, you know, I seem to remember one of the books where he um, beheads um, about four women and uh, uses their heads as sort of rudimentary weaponry. Thank God I never went down that route. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's wonderful. Book? 
Tromberg wouldn't shake hands with you. He prefers not to. No. Well, for obvious reasons. It'd mm. be like trying to sort of high-five a sea lion. <laughs> you know. uh, but he says to you that the, the, the world beneath the sea remains unconquered and basically intimates that we shouldn't bother with space. We should bother with under the sea. Yes, absolutely, yes. Well, that's, that, that is Strongberg's, uh, you know, his raison d'etre is to, is to live underwater. It's absolutely barking mad. Um, mm. But uh, we just thought it was rather good fun. A sort mm. of madman who wants to destroy the world and live underwater. What on earth he decides to get up to once he's achieved his plan is entirely up to him. Um, mm. I believe it's just him alone with, you know, you know, barnacles and blowfish for company. Mm. Bloody ridiculous. But he made a fun villain. He did. He did. But he wishes to live underwater forever and points to three main reasons. Yes. Which is yes. the beauty... Ra- rather tenuous, uh, really, but... Yes. Yeah, the beauty... Yes. The ugliness. Yes. And the death. Yes. Um, it's not really a solid plan, is it? Not really, no. I don't no. think he's really thought that through. He hasn't, has he? But he shows you his plans for an underwater city, which um, he, he wants to call Atlantis. Atlantis, yes. Yeah, it yes. looks a bit like Jerry Anderson's fish tank. It does a bit, doesn't it? Yes. But again, that, 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 all that work you see is pretty much Ken Holmes sauna verbatim. Mm, okay, right. Verbatim. So then after you leave the Sardinian lab, you then get chased by Jaws in a Cortina. Jaws is back, yes. Caroline Monroe in a helicopter. Yes, and I, I do my infamous, why, hello. Mm. And also that man uh, gets covered in feathers and then falls off a cliff. Yes. And you say, all those feathers, and he still couldn't fly. Still couldn't fly. <laughs> oh, that's a good quip. Was that yes. improv, or was that sort of work? No, that, that, that actually was in the script. Um, mm. I, I think I ad-libbed something along the line. I, can't, I think I said something like, migrate off, you shit, mm. which just didn't work. No. No, because a man can't migrate. No, of course not. No. What if he was a bird man, Roger? Well, uh, you mean condor man. Well, no, Michael I mean, Crawford played Condor Man. He did, he did, didn't he? Didn't he? That was an absolute mess of a film, wasn't it? Yeah. Real mess. What so, if it was a, a half man, half bird, though? Like a literal mutation? Well, yes, but, um, you know, it, it absolutely beggars belief if that sort of thing, you know, you know became true. Mm. Um, uh, half man, half bird. I mean, you, you could be sat on a branch and doing your business on people, which is rather disgusting if you think about it. You've, you've travelled the world, correct? Yes, I have. I mean, I mean imagine a, I mean, if you're half man, half bird, and you mm. want to feed, feed your friends, you have to you know, regurgitate food out of your mouth and into their mouth. Mm. I, mean, I mean, that's a dinner party that I just wouldn't attend. No, of course. No. That sounds like an Oliver Reed party. Absolutely. Mm. You've travelled the world. Yes, I've been everywhere, actually. What's the strangest thing you've ever seen? Uh, uh, myself. Mm. Um, I was once in uh, Exodus St. David's and mm-hmm. I was waiting for a connection. Mm-hmm. And um, I saw a man with a suitcase who was sat on the opposite platform mm. and uh, he was crying. Mm. And um, and then I got on the train. Oh. oh okay. Al- always stay with me. Really? Yes. So you've never Why seen him? Why was any- he crying? Well, I guess he was upset. Yes, but why? Well, I don't know. Well, no, I'm not saying you do, but it, mm. it, it's just something that's haunted me. Um, 
ever maybe, since. Maybe he had some sort of relationship problem. Oh, or? sorry. No, sorry. Gosh, no. Um, he was completely naked. And oh. um, um, he had um, a picture of Hitler on his face. Sorry, oh. I should have said that at, oh, okay. at, at the yeah. beginning. That would stay with you, yeah. There was a naked man at Exeter oh. St. David's Station with a suitcase, completely naked, but with Hitler's face crying. Right, that's pretty. Yes. Yeah. Arrowing. Sorry, that's it. Oh, and he opened his case, mm -hmm. and um, inside um, uh, was a sort of, well, it looked like a Lego falcon. Right. And I have no idea what he was doing with a homemade Lego falcon in a case and why he was naked and where he was going, where he'd been. Mm. Rather strange. Yes. Okay, okay. Oh, and also the police turned up, mm. um, but they turned up in a police train. Which which I've never seen before. No, I didn't even know that. No, such a thing. I I didn't think it, because um, he was causing quite a stir on on the platform. Right. And all we heard was Nina, Nina, and then this police train came into the station. <laughs> did it have he, sirens? Yes, it is Nina, mm. Nina, Nina, mm. as it came into the station, and uh, you know, you know, with the with the boys in blue lights, yeah, flashing, mm. and then they bundled him into the back of this um, carriage, and then Nina, Nina, they you know they were off. I wonder where they um, were going. Some sort of um, railway-based jail, I'd imagine. Right. Or, or, may, or possibly to a railway-based court. Mm. Um, you know, because once you're on a railway line, you, 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 well, you know, you can't really get off it, can you? You're, no. You're pretty much trapped. Yeah. Um, so yes, in 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 retrospect, that was possibly one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. Mm. Um, especially the. Police train. Mm, just, that's just that's just odd, isn't it? Very odd. Mm, very odd. I've never seen that before. No, no. But um, I I think they should be used today. I mean, if, oh. if if you're in a train and there's something going on, and then suddenly there was a police train coming along the side of you, going pull over, mm. and then you had to pull over so the train police could go about their business. Because mm. um, I believe trains are pretty much used by all sorts of unsavoury types, because because you never get questioned. Well, true. I mean, we know you're a man of good ideas, Roger, because you were credited, of course, with inventing the Magnum ice cream. That's absolutely true. Oh. And um, I once, I, I remember once going from uh, London to um, Paris on the Eurostar mm. with four kilos of Coke mm. in my bum bag. Mm. Um, and at no point did anyone scan me or ask me any questions. Mm. Um, the Coke, by the way, was obviously not for me. It was just as a favour to someone else. Okay. Um, so I just bought it over because a man with my cachet, they, they were never going to ask questions. No. Um, what on earth he did with four kilos of cocaine is entirely up to him. I mean, I washed my hands of the whole affair mm. as soon as I delivered it. But, um, yeah, so tra trains are uh, an ideal place for nefarious activities. Oh, absolutely. Hence the need for train police. Well, we should certainly petition for that. Well, I mean, we do have the British Transport Police, so there's mm. no reason. I mean, and they, they do travel by uh, car and helicopter, and the, the, even the Thames Police are on boats, so uh, mm. why can't they be on trains? Oh, true. I can't yeah, argue with that. Something to think about future generations. Mm. Do you have police in heaven? Uh, we do. Mm. We do. But, but, but they're very nice, and they let you get away with anything. Because obviously it's heaven, and there's and there's no consequences to anything you do up here. So you could, you know, I, I seem to remember what, when I first came up here a few years back. I was finding my feet, and I was a little bit antsy. Mm. And um, uh, who was it I met? Um, 
Uh, oh yes, it was Ken Kuchevel who played, um, who was in Dallas. Mm -hmm. uh, he was, um, you know, one of the villains in. Um, I, I believe he played Cliff Barnes, and uh, I bumped into him and um, I, I strangled him to death. Oh. Um, and uh, as soon as I did, he just came back alive and just went absolutely no worries. And, you know, n now we're really good friends. Oh really? Yes. Yeah, so there's no consequence to anything you do in heaven. So <clears throat> the car's being chased. Yes. And obviously the infamous scene ah, where it yes. drives straight off of the uh, harbour <clears throat> and into the water and turns into a submarine. And it's beautiful, isn't it? There's, there's, mm. there's, there's absolutely nothing about any of those shots that isn't just beautiful. And it's so my Bond. Mm. My Bond, I believe, used more gadgets than probably any other Bond. Mm. Uh, but that suited my, my interpretation of him. Mm-hmm. And there's and there's nothing more sexier than a uh, than an underwater boat. Um, just obviously make sure that every time you use it, you do really hose it down afterwards, because as the smell of fish can be quite overpowering. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, do you blow up the helicopter with a rocket? Wonderful. And then drive around under the water. Now this bit I love. Um, because um, we get Marvin Hamlish's beautiful Journey to Atlantis song. Yes, the wa da 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 It's rather good, isn't it? There's actually, I actually did a version of that song in the studio back in London, which I thought might make it onto the soundtrack, but they decided not. And it's not because they can't sing, but I think it was a bit too literal. Because right. um, I, I took the music and I was, my name's James Bond and I'm under the water with your daughter today. That sort of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, blowing up urchins and destroying barnacles. That is James Bond's way. That's good. Having sex with an underage girl no, under no, a no. coral reef. No, that, that bit's not that so sort good. Of thing. That bit's no. not good. Taking her pearl from her delicate shell. You know, that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, no, I don't like that bit. No. Well, there you go. Um, you get attacked by some divers, but you get rid of them with uh, some ink. Yes, yes. Well, and that sort of makes sense. Um, mm -hmm. the, if you think of the car as a sort of octopus or squid, then that's one of its natural uh, ways of um, evading capture. So we mm -hmm. thought ink inside the car sort of makes some sort of sense. And a depth charge. Death charges, of course, which are mm -hmm. all perfectly rational um, in in the movie Magic of Bond. And then you emerge on the beach for another infamous scene where uh, uh, Victor Chorjanski, who was an assistant director, yes. watches in shock while topless yes, with no, a bottle of wine. He, he, he does this a few times in the Bond film. Yes, first of three times he does it. Yes, that's right. Uh, which is always a welcome sight. Sadly, dead now. The uh, the strange thing about that sequence is is the only place we could uh, actually get the Lotus to come back onto the beach mm. uh, because we, we um, the, the um, a location scouting f to find somewhere with no rocks with the right amount of shallow water mm. somewhere where we could get a good shot mm. um, was a beach that was actually a nudist beach. Oh. Um, so that scene, if you look carefully, all the clothes, all the swimming costumes on all those people are actually CGI. Oh wow. Yes, everyone is naked. No, I didn't know that. Um, in that scene, including myself and Barbara, we they wouldn't let us on the beach um, unless we were naked. Of course, Cubby's directing; he's completely naked. Mm -hmm. So we were all naked at that point. Mm. Yes, but then rather care. I mean, if you if you press pause on your on your VCR or mm. or your or your or your mini disc, 
you know, laser disc edition or mm. you know whatever. Sure. Um, you can clearly see that um, all those swimming costumes, bikinis are all CGI. Fair, fair enough. Okay. Yes. So you arrive back at the hotels to meet Valerie Leon. Wonderful Valerie, star mm. of the Carry On films. That's right. Um, and she says she, she's got a message for you, and you look at her boobs. Yes. And then say, you've just delivered it. That's a typical Bond. Uh, what does that mean, Roger? It means that she's delivered her breasts to mm, me. Mm. And, um, uh, I, I mean, you, you, you could take it many ways. You could say that her breasts are sort of a sort of rudimentary sexual Morse code, mm -hmm. um, two big dots. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, if she's lucky, I'll, you know, get a good look at her dash. Um, <laughs> It's an S-Pod thing. The podcast revisiting S-Club 7's insane TV show. Yeah, I can't imagine anyone's binge-watched this. Anyone who's not on drugs. <laughs> Thank you for bringing this into my life. Uh, it was honestly <laughs> truly appalling. Guests help me analyse the show in more detail than anyone ever asked for. It feels weird to me to say the phrase sex object in a show that <laughs> was aimed at six-year-olds. Do you think, do you think this is one of the problems with this show is that seven is too much? It's an S-Pod thing from Great Big Owl. Life is full of what ifs, some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs, no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You know, you could, you could see it like that. Mm. Um, but basically, it's just, uh, you know, um, the Carry On films are immensely popular. Um, and um, I often would use the uh, carry-on double entendres. How, were you never attempted to be in a carry-on film? I begged them constantly to let oh. me be involved. Um, oh. Even just even just a small cameo shot would have been wonderful, but they they always said no, no. They didn't want to cheapen them. Oh, because you were very good in the Cannibal Run, Roger. I absolutely adored doing Cannibal Run. Oh. Wonderful stuff. Course, you weren't tempted um, for the second one? No, because I found out that Richard was involved. Sure. Um, and I, I just thought, not, not again, mm. not again. I can't 
share another bloody room at the Beverly Hills Hotel with that seven-foot man saying next to nothing. I mean, you really have to force a conversation with Richard. Um, and um, he snores like an absolute drain. Um, so I just thought, no, no. Not again. Now, you, you do a bit of a slip here. Why is that? Because Triple X, uh, you like Triple X's cigarette. And yeah. then tell her that you bought a nice lighter in Austria. Right. Uh, in Berngarden, to be precise. Right. And then Triple X remembers that her boyfriend was killed there, was murdered. Ah, yes. Yeah. So I, I, yeah. so I'm telling her quite by accident that I'm, oh. I'm a murderer. Mm. She shows you. Actually, f- I was mm. only acting in self defense in the film. I mean, yeah. quite, I mean, you know, I was only doing what James Bond does that's mm. survive and thrive. She shows you a picture of him. And you basically say, uh, I don't know, I've killed lots of people. Yes, well, well I, you know, why would I? I mean, the only reason I'd know, know Billington is because of the fact that, you know, it, it's like talking to an Axminster carpet, <laughs> you know. But she then tells you that once the mission is over, she'll kill you. Yes, and that, I believe, adds a proper bit of frisson to mm, Bond. Mm. Um, the idea that um, there's a woman that he's romantically entangled with, but at any point she could turn on him. Yes. You know? Mm. So then you go to an American submarine. Absolutely. And you meet the great Shane Rimmer. Wonderful Shane. Mm. He was in a lot of Bond films. He certainly was, yes. Mm. And he staggered to discover that Triple X is a woman. And yes, tells again. him, you're welcome to use my shower if you like. Yes, yes. Mm. Again, but, you know, every, ma- every man was trying to compete with Bond, mm. you know, back then. But, of course... Nobody could, um, because I was James Bond. Mm. But they've located Strongberg's ship, which is called the Liparus. Yes, yeah, strange name. It is a strange name, isn't it? Uh, but they're heading to its location, but before they can get there, the Liparus turns up and eats the boat. Yes, that's rather good fun, isn't it? Mm. And uh, they repeated it, unfortunately, with Moonraker. Um, uh, and you only live idea. twice. And you only live twice, yes, mm. yes. But I believe it worked, be- it worked best in Spy Love Me. Yeah, um, and, and, and the model work is rather good. And then, as you mentioned earlier, we see the inside of the first with this, the Ken Adams set, which is uh, built in, Beautiful, the, isn't it? in the 007 stage, and was lit by Stanley Kubrick. Absolutely, yes, oh. yes, yes. He actually put all the lights up himself as That's well. That's right. He is a, That's how dedicated he was. Yeah. He brought his own ladders. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. No, I believe he built the ladders as well. He oh, was wow. that much of a, of, of, of a perfectionist. Mm. He would build the ladders. In fact, he chopped down the trees first. Mm-hmm. And I then, believe he planted the seeds as well. I believe uh, generations of his family beforehand had already done that, yes, mm. just in case. He mm-hmm. really planned for everything. Did he Stanley. really did, yeah. But uh, the set is beautiful. It, the, there's, there's not a right angle there. It's all curved walls. The idea was the inside of a sort of conch. But again, it, it's all it's 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 all Ken Holmes sauna. Mm. Very big sauna. Well, no, the sauna was to scale back oh, then. We oh. we just took that concept and just ran with it. Mm. Yeah. Are you still in touch with Ken? From I know he's not dead, but Ken, yeah, Ken's alive. So um, mm. I did once say hello, uh, mm. uh, but he was in the middle of a cookery show live and he shit himself in fear because um, essentially I was a ghost. Sure. That yeah. would be quite and scary. I, don't, I think he dropped um, some soy glazed chicken on his foot and got quite severely burnt because those those woks are ruddy hot. They get really hot, don't they? Very hot, very quick. Mm. That's the art of Chinese cooking. Is um, 
is uh, quick flash frying. That's right. Yeah, so he has it. He did injure himself quite badly. Um, mm. Yeah, which is why he never wears shorts on holiday now. Right. Because you can see the scarring. Sure. So, yeah, I guess after that, you never thought to contact him again. Well, no, I did actually. I actually contacted him three years after to apologize. Uh, but he was driving at that point and um, went off a cliff. Shit. Uh, yeah, yeah. Luckily, he landed on a sort of fishing trawler um, mm. that was coming into the port town in Cornwall in, in, in uh, I believe it was Mevergizzi. Mm-hmm. Um, he was doing a program on uh, Cornish produce and, mm. and how, how to incorporate um, English cuisine into Chinese. And um, he, was, he was driving. And, uh, of course, time up in heaven is completely non-linear. Mm. So to me, it was like literally four hours after I'd first um, shocked him live mm-hmm. during his show. So I just popped back to go, sorry about that, Ken. And, of course, I appeared. And he went, fuck it all. And um, <laughs> drove, drove off a cliff, you know. I mean, at least you, I mean, I'm guessing you didn't contact him again after that. Well, funny you should say that. Mm. Um, I didn't want to contact him again because I just mm. thought, you know, twice is bad enough. Third mm. time, he can't do the rule of three. Mm. So I just thought I'll hand deliver him a letter. Right. Um, so he was sleeping at the time um, uh, in a, I think it was a hotel um, in, um, I think it was in Rio or something. And um, I just um, thought I'll just appear and put a note by the bed, and then he can read that in the morning. Mm-hmm. Now, unbeknownst to me, I appeared, but Ken um, is a notorious light sleeper and often <laughs> has to get up in the middle of the night for a wee. And um, I was just, I, I, and I looked pretty much like the sort of milk tray man now. I'm just putting a little, little, little letter down going, Ken, so sorry about ruining your cookery show and burning your foot, and awfully sorry about the crash. And the, mm. uh, I mean, he, you know, he's wearing a neck brace at this stage, but luckily they, um, fashioned it into his kimono on the set you could hardly see it um but and of course um he then comes back to bed and he's half tired um you know he's still got his dicky dido hanging out of his kimono robe and um he just sees me um and um jumps out of the window um and of course he, he had the penthouse so he was um 42 floors up um yeah but he so, was all um, right uh well he is all right, but he's now got titanium hips, and um, he doesn't have to worry about the scarred leg because um, he lost that fucker on the way down. Um, he clipped a few balconies, I'm afraid, but luckily the palm trees broke his fall. And, Good. Um, yeah, and they found him. Uh, I think they found him in the child's play area, um, sort of draped over a seesaw like a broken chopstick, and. Um, Rushed him to hospital. He spent months in a cast. They had to remove the leg. And um, since then, I've decided to just literally keep keep mum with Hom and, sure. and, and just not interfere. Because every time I try and do a good turn, poor old Ken gets, gets it in the neck, quite literally at times. Sure, yeah, of course. So I, I've just stopped now. Um, I've stopped with any, um, any appearances here on the planet because we can appear at any point. Mm. Um, it, ju- it, it doesn't matter if you go, Hey, 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 don't worry. It's me. It's, uh, it's, it's Roger Moore. It's James Bond. The initial fright of appearing drives most people over the edge. Um, so we just don't do it anymore. Yeah. That's a good idea. No, no. So the crew is removed from the sub and you're sent to holding cells. Yes. Uh, but you're soon spotted. You try to disguise yourselves, but you're soon spotted by Strongberg. Um, so 
Stromberg does a bit of a monologue while the missiles are all loaded. He's going to fire missiles on New York and Moscow, which will cause um, nuclear World destruction. War. Yeah, World War three. Yes, and it doesn't really make sense if you pay attention, but um, not really. No. It it's fine because we've got this wonderful bit now between Bond and the Bond villain. Mm. And I think possibly one of the most outrageously funny ways of dispatching someone ever, which is the massive long gun under the under the dinner table. Yeah, I don't understand it's that. Rather, no, no, no. It makes absolutely zero sense. But it mm. sort of suits Stromberg mm. um, because he couldn't fight arm to arm because it's yeah. arm to flipper at that mm. point. Mm. Um, and so the idea of Yes, ab- yeah, absolutely, yes. Mm. So the idea of a really long gun under a table is rather amusing and rather daft, but it sort of fits. Bob. Well, unless someone sits to the left or right of him, then it's a bit impractical. Yes, that's the problem. And, and you, you, can, you can only really dispatch people if you're, if you're formally dining. Mm. Um, you know, if you knew him well, you'd probably sit to his left and he'd just have to stab you with a pastry fork, um, which wouldn't have been as effective. No, not really. And um, it's, it's at this point where mm. I singe my anus. Oh, yes, please tell us. Yeah, well, you see, um, during the rehearsal shots, because obviously there were dummy squabs in the back of the seat for mm. when he takes the first shot and I managed to get out the way. And, of course, we have to explode the back of the seat to denote that the bullet has actually hit something. Mm. And during rehearsals, some of those squabs went off mm. and while, whilst I was sat just running lines mm. and um, singed a lot of the hairs around my anus. Oh, dear. Yes. Yes. So... um. When when we did the final scene, um, uh, that chair, well, the sort of next chair we used, had to be put into code storage for me. Mm. Um, so at least when I sat on it, it was some sort of a welcome relief. Mm. Yes. So now um, only Jaws left, because by this point, of course, you've stopped the nuclear missiles. Absolutely. There's only Jaws left, and uh, I want to ask and a question. I, I've, I've managed to shoot Stromberg up, up oh, the you, gun. You shot up his pipe. Yes, I shot up his pipe, mm. and uh, this is the bit where I got quite insistent with Cubby because mm. I just thought I have to do a quip now, mm. because essentially I do shoot him pretty much in the in the uh, boy area. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Yeah. So I I thought it'd be rather funny after I've done this to turn mm. directly to camera, and just go double barreled bollocks, <coughs> which I thought was wonderful. Mm. But what did you and, go with in the end? I can't even remember what we settled for. It was a rather pale, watered-down version. I got very angry and walked off set. Did you? Um, I think I was just a bit angry anyway because of my... Um, uh, anus. My, my anus at that point was scabbing over quite oh. quite a lot, which meant every time I bent over or sat down, the um, top area that had crusted over mm. um, would um, crack. Mm. Uh, so I was in a lot of pain. Um, and I just thought double-barreled bollocks was wonderful. Uh, but Cubby said, no, we can't use it. No, you can't went with you shot it. your last bolt, Strongberg. Yeah. Which, Not as good as Double Barrel Bollocks. No one as good. Double Barrel Bollocks directly to camera I thought was marvellous. Mm. I um, even tried to get it in the edit. I actually broke into the edit uh, when they were editing it and said, no, Cubby's, Cubby's giving me the green light. Mm. And um, when we did the first uh, press release of it, Double Barrel Bollocks was in there, but then oh. Cubby got wind and said, no, 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 it has, it has to go out. He got wind. Well, yes. Again, that that was his Italian cookery. Mm, mm. So you you're with you're against Jaws now. Yes. And you try and shoot him in the in the mouth. Yes, but of course he's got those amazing teeth. Why don't you shoot him in the legs or? Well, I always thought that there were bits of Jaws that were probably also metallic. Right. Um, I you know it's not just his teeth. 
sure. So I can imagine that he, um, he's almost like a sort of prototype Terminator in the sense mm. he's got some metal exoskeleton. So there's no reason why he couldn't have brass balls. No, sure. But of course, we go for the teeth just, just because it's funny. Yeah. But you get him on a magnet in the end and drop him in the water with a shark. Yes, and I rather enjoyed that whole thing. A lot of people poo-pooed the idea of uh, why does Strongberg, for no reason at all, have a massive electromagnet in the mm. middle of his palace. Um, but he did, and mm. I thought it was rather amusing to pick him up by his teeth and then dump him into the uh, shark-infested waters. Mm. No, I agree. Cause... And then Jaws, of course, is eaten by Jaws, or so That's you think. That's right, so you think, yeah. So then you and Triple X jump into an escape pod as, as Atlantis begins to explode. Yes. Now, I have to say that Richard went through hell doing that because poor old Richard Keel couldn't swim. Oh. And um, uh, we didn't have any stunt doubles that were his size. Mm. Um, we did experiment once with two people sat on each other's shoulders, you sure. know, um, yeah. with a long T-shirt, but oh. this looks stupid. Mm. Um, so he had to go in the water, I'm afraid. Mm. And he couldn't swim. And unbeknownst to us, those teeth that he had, those prop teeth, were, they, they weighed about half a kilo. Wow. So he went down like a stone. Mm. Yes. And uh, he had a terrible time filming all of that. Mm. Of course, you... he went on about it, but nobody listened. I was going to say, did you talk to him about it afterwards? Mm. Or... No, not at all. He was yeah. ranting and raving and crying and screaming, and everyone just walked off set. Lunch. So you get in the capsule with Triple X, which has yes, got we... cushions and champagne. It's wonderful, isn't it? It's like mm. a sort of, it reminded me of a Christmas bauble. Mm. With and a knocking shop in it. Yes, yes. Oh. A Christmas bauble that happens to be a bordello mm. inside. It, it, it's all plush, plush, you know, um, fur-lined cushions and um, champagne and caviar. Mm. And it's at this point you're thinking, we've done, we've we, we finished the mission, hooray. But then Triple X pulls that gun out. Yeah, she's finally going to um, complete her mission, as it were. Mm. But of course she can't. No, because... The... because she... Well, you know, she looks into my eyes and mm. she falls madly in love. And the champagne cork pops out. That's right. A wonderful, funny edit point, I believe. Mm. And yes. then when the bauble washes up at the carrier... Yes, we M get picked Gogol. up by HMS government or, or, you know, whatever it's called. Mm. And they look through the window and you're both in bed together, cavorting. Yes. Rather tastefully done, though. Mm. It would yes. be awful if they opened the curtains and you were, like, getting rimmed or something. She's cleaning my winkle, sir. I, you know, I could have said that. You could have I? said that. Yes. But instead yes. you said keeping the British end up, sir. Yes, keeping the British end up was the one that we went for. Mm. Um, I think the first one I said is I'm fucking her. Mm -hmm. And they went, that's far too literal, Roger. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I, I, I said, um, I'm skin diving. And they went, no, that's far too rude. Mm -hmm. um, and then I just said, um, I think I said something about I'm polishing a conch. Mm -hmm. And they went, no, that's no good either. So mm. keeping the British, I wanted to keep it very much aquatic themed, mm. um, but no, they 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 weren't going to have it. Oh, well, it's quite a, it's quite a good last line. It's a very quintessentially Bond line, isn't it? Keep uh, well, I'm keeping the British end up, sir. And you get the jaunty version of the theme. Yes, I didn't like that at all. Nobody does. <laughs> it better. Yeah, as I really didn't like that at all. I mm. just didn't think it fitted it. But um, again, I had no control at this point. I'd I'd already been sulking because of. Um, you know, double barrel bollocks. bollocks. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that was the spy you loved me, Sir Roger. It's a wonderful romp, isn't it? Mm. It's it, and it and it was my favorite Bond. I I I, I will tell everyone now. Um, 
from from the horse's mouth. Mm. It, it it was the best bond that I ever did. Um, other people will disagree, but it it was my favourite. No, we, I agree we, with you. We hit a certain flavour with Bond. Mm. Blo- uh, uh, Bond had been very, very, very vanilla up until that point, and I mm. was Neapolitan. Mm. Very much so. Especially with your and skin. then, of course, it mm. passed over, and then the next person to take it on, you know, made it very Yorkshire pudding. But that's just where it went. Mm. I mean, at the moment, it's a pot noodle. Do you, so, regret, do you regret not finishing earlier? Sometimes I've read you saying that you regretted doing... The last couple. Yes, mm. yes. Uh, I th- I think by the time I did a view to a kill, um, I really should have hung up my uh, Walter PPK. Mm. Um, I just, I mean, I I even used stunt doubles to sit down at that mm. point. Yes, it's true. So yes, I I think I was done. Mm. But the people demanded it, and I just thought, well, why not? You know, one more, mm. one more. No, but of course, I kept saying one more. I'm glad you did, though. I'm glad I did because mm. I was the best James Bond ever. Um, uh-huh. It's it. I mean, ev- everyone agrees. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm your favorite Bond. Yes. Yes. Good. Because mm. I'm 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 listening to yours in 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 uh, order at the moment. Right. Um, so I'm I'm going to be starting the first Timothy Dalton tomorrow. So right. I'm very much looking forward to uh, what you have to say about that. Good. Clothiered northerner. Yeah, good. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, it's been an absolute joy, well, it's John. It's been wonderful um, having you here. I mean, it's such a, a, a you know privilege. Thank you very much. Well, I'm a big fan of Smirchbod. Oh, thank you. Yes. Can I put that on the posters? Absolutely. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, have you got anything you'd like to say before you leave? Uh, not really. No. Um, uh, I've lived a rich, full life. Mm. Um, I had a, and I had an absolute blast. Um, I, I don't regret much. Um, and um, heaven is an absolute blast. Um, and um, as as long as Bond continues, that's the one thing that would make me happy because Bond will always be around. Mm. Um, you know, as long as he doesn't become a bloody woman, oh. everything will be fine. <clears throat> well, yeah. Sir Roger, thank you very much for your time. You're welcome. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, oh. Oh. <coughs> ah. oh, blimey. Did did you get him? Yeah. How was he? He was good. Yeah? Yeah, he had some really good stories. I didn't know most of that stuff. Excellent. Oh, that's yeah. good. I'm so glad we you managed to get Roger. Yeah. That's quite a coup, isn't it? Oh yeah, no other podcast has done that. My god, I mean I could have you know got you, you know, Roger Daltrey by mistake or oh, that would have been awful. Bloody Roger Highgreaves talking about Mr. Men all the time. That would have been awful. Yeah. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> well, there you go. So, Spy Love Me. Spy Love Me. My second favourite Bond. Yeah, me too. Is it really your second? Yeah. What's your first? Obviously, Dalton's. Uh, Licence to Kill. Licence to Kill, okay. Mm. Nice, 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 yeah. nice. When, when do you think the new Bond's finally going to come out? Uh, November, I reckon. Oh my god, really? November? Yeah. yeah. That's t- why don't they just do what like Disney do and just go look? It's available now to watch on this thing. You have to pay fifteen quid to do it, and yeah. people will do it. Yeah, because now people are like just let me fucking see it, please. Yeah, I really want to see it. It's been well in April. It'll be a year since it was supposed to come out. That's just insane, isn't it? Mm. Come on, just just release them. People are used to. People will go. Okay, I can't go to the cinema. I'll pay a cinema price ticket to watch it. Yeah, 
because I, I really want to see it and I really want to see the new Dune film. I want to mm. see the new Batman film when it comes out and I know yeah. I'm not going to see them in the cinemas. I'll happily pay 15, 20 pounds like I would to go in the cinema anyway. Yeah. At least I can, in my case, smoke as well and watch mm. it and <laughs> really mm. enjoy myself because this delay is getting to the point where people are going to forget. Yeah. <laughs> and they're also, James Bond. <clears throat> they're still making films as well so there's going to be a massive like bottleneck of yeah. stuff to get in the cinemas. So yeah, I agree. I'd happily pay like 20 quid to see the new one. So would I, so would I. Mm. Well, there you go. There you go. I usually ask you Bond questions, but we've done that before. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, Polish, and, and your, your excellent psychic skills, thank you very much. You're more than welcome, John, any time. And, you know, nobody does it better. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe Rory Bremner. Maybe Rory Bremner. Um, yeah. <clears throat> speak, speak to you soon. See you later, mate. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Nobody does me pleasure Makes me feel sad for the rest Nobody does it half as good as you Baby, you're the best Kezza McDonald. And I'm Ellie Gibson. And this is our new show, Extra Life. It's basically us talking to funny people about video games. When I was a kid, it was Grand Theft World. There's Sinclair ZX Spectrum. We talk about the games people remember from when they were kids and what they're playing now. Guitar Hero. The Last of Us 2. Combat on the Atari 2600. No, I love Pokemon. Anyway, find us anywhere you get your podcasts. Extra GreatBigOwl.com Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. 
No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.